0: You're listening to Port of Call with Centurion Hospice and Riva Skuman. Letitia Swanapool had it all a wonderful husband, three adorable kids, and a beautiful family home. She was a successful businesswoman before tragedy struck in 2016. Her two year old son Gustav drowned in a swimming pool while he was supposed to be sleeping. A year later, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Another year later, their home burned down and the family was left with nothing. They moved into their garage where they stayed for a couple of months. Leticia, however, became an ambassador for Centurion Hospice and a motivational speaker. But, earlier this year she was diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer which was slowly eating its way into her lower vertebrae, pelvis, hip joint, femur and brain. She's undergone intensive radiation therapy but she's still trying to make a difference in people's lives by sharing her cancer journey with thousands of people on her Facebook page. Cancer has clearly messed with the wrong girl. We are very blessed to welcome Letitia as a guest on this podcast. Letitia, I know you're not feeling well, so thank you very much for taking the time to share your story with our listeners. Can you please tell us what your life was like before tragedy hit your family?
1: While well, we we're looking back at um, that time, it, looked, it feels like someone else's life. It like a movie, <laughs> because life has changed so much since then. Um, I had a normal job. We had a normal life once a year. We'd go on vacation. Mm. The kids were happy. Ivy were happy. We had a perfectly happy life, I would say. And, um, yeah.
0: It's very sad, because... Uh, not only everything else, but you also had to deal with the loss of your son. How did you and your family cope with that particularly?
1: I think we're still coping in a way. I think we as human beings have different ways of dealing with trauma. And, um, you know, the death of our son Gustav at the age of two and a half was, um, I think... I dealt with it in my own way, and the rest of the family in their way. And I
0: think we are so healing mm. right now. Mm. I'm so sorry for for that loss in particular. T- I cannot imagine what you went through, and then you were diagnosed with breast cancer in 2017. What was your immediate reaction after your diagnosis?
1: Looking back now, I can only laugh at myself. I was thinking, "Thank goodness, thank goodness," because after this first parting, I really went through such a deep and dark place Mm. that I really didn't want to live anymore. And my diagnosis was a blessing in disguise for me because I thought finally, you know, God is granting me death so I can go and be and little did i know what breast cancer <laughs> entails <gasps>
0: that is so terrible to hear it, it's terrible um you underwent a double mastectomy now experts actually refer to the loss of female body parts as body incompleteness did you feel incomplete after that operation to be honest with you i did not i
1: think at that stage in my life um, I was actually excited because I had three babies and the body wasn't looking the way I wanted it to look. Mm. So in a way, it was like a new beginning for me. Um, of course, after the um, your know, body does change. And I think that is a perception as women need to change in our own lives. We start loving up the body we were given and, you know, no matter what it looked like or Whatever you lose, what Mm.
0: body part you lose, you are so beautiful. It's very hard to make that adjustment, I can imagine. And I'm very proud of you that you did. Did you undergo reconstructive surgery? And if you did, why? If you didn't, why not?
1: I was lucky enough to do my reconstructive right while I was being there. So I never woke up with no breath.
2: Oh wow.
0: Even
1: though, yeah. So even though I I woke up, um, I was a good different breast and it was the okay case for me, I I made it worse. You know, they um I, even though I didn't have any or, 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 or today, don't have any feeling on the left side at the back where so mm. they took a natural out to recreate the new breast. Yes. Um you know, I thought, I was proud of them. <laughs>
0: I can imagine. And what was your husband's reaction um, after, you know, losing your breasts? Did it impact your marriage?
1: I think, in a way, everything else impacted our marriage more than after the mastectomy. Mm. Losing a child, your marriage does go
2: to
1: a lot of different emotions. Um, And I don't think the breasts had such a big impact on our
0: marriage, no. Okay, well, that's that's good to hear. But, I mean, as you say, considering everything else, sure. Um, did the loss of your breasts, by any means, have an influence on your own sexual health? I think,
1: yes. Mm. Um, I started, you know, in all the wrong things in my body and I realised, you know, very cancer isn't what I thought it was. It wasn't their pink ribbons and the shape of fonts and all the pretty misty mm. on TV. <laughs> and um I started realizing that, you know, my body I don't know, I think it it did change our sex life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think that a woman's breasts define her Femininity or her femininity? I
1: don't think that way. Um, you know, when asking me these questions, I have to think back to the way I used to think. Mm. And it's difficult for me to in the place where I'm sitting today. But I don't think we should define the femininity at all. We are beautiful just the way we are, and You know, looking at my body today, it's not the body it used to be. Yes. Um, but that body carries me throughout my life, and I'm proud of that body, no matter what it looks
0: like today. I absolutely admire you so much. Uh, Did you join a support group? I think those could help. But did you join one of those? And if so, did it play a role in your healing process?
1: Um, In the beginning, in 2017, when I was first diagnosed, I joined a lot of groups. And um, it actually just made it worse for me because I was joining the wrong group. Mm. Um, I think I jumped in too quickly and I wanted to learn too many things and it was just dragging me down and putting me into a deep depression. Whereas this time, I took my time and you know, really a research type of groups that I wanted to be a part of, and there are some healing groups on um, Facebook and
0: Facebook that does have, you know, a positive impact for the healing process as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so sorry about this, this hard question, and it breaks my heart, but earlier this year, the cancer spread, and uh, you have to go undergo radiation therapy. Is that so?
1: Very yes, That is correct. What happened um, February this year, I was diagnosed that the cancer had spread.
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Um, yes. Yeah. So, it's uh, through my left side all the way to my toes <laughs> right now and in the brain as well. Radiation therapy, I had to do the both on the hip and the left side as well as the brain.
2: Mm.
1: Um. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it sounds very um, hectic yeah. The word radiation really scares me What is the difference between chemo and radiation therapy?
1: So I'm not a doctor But as far as my own research has gone um, Chemotherapy is when they inject you With a chemical process And that normally you would go for about 6 months Mm. and once a week. That is what I did when I was diagnosed a third time. Mm. Radiation therapy is more precision where they target the specific cancer cell and uh, try and destroy that cell.
0: Does it have a success rate? Is it known to have a success rate? Is there any chance that this treatment could heal you, maybe?
1: me, no. For other people, maybe yes. The difference is there's nothing they can do for me anymore. I am on stage four and chemotherapy will not help me. And the radiation they've done on my brain and on my head um, just to keep my pain at bay. Um, it will not be able to heal me specifically.
0: You are... Incredibly brave to to speak so openly about this, and I, I cannot even tell you how very sorry I am. It's a very expensive treatment. This fifty thousand rand, roughly per week. Now your sister started a fundraising campaign on Backer Buddy, and the fund, if I'm not mistaken, is currently on a hundred and seven thousand rand. Wow. Um. Could you tell us a little bit more?
1: Well, I have been so fortunate um, since I was diagnosed in February. Mm. Um, it was just like everything just happened as it should and I just had no worries. The community, I've, I've just been so blessed. So we were fortunate enough to cover the cost for the radiation therapy um, mm. because my medical aid, Will not cover anything cancer-related at this stage. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that covered the uh, radiation costs. And, um, and currently, we are using the money that's extra for medication, um, which I had to include, again, you know, for pain management, which was four and a half thousand rands which is half
2: my medication for the
0: month mm. Mm. Costly, um, wow it's, it's it's incredible I'm so glad that the backer buddy is doing well I hope it continues to do so and I'm, I'm so in awe of you of your braveness speaking of your braveness your Facebook videos are very inspirational um, what made you decide to start this so called cancer diary Letitia
1: when I was first diagnosed, I started a cancer Facebook diary. And um, back then, it was for me, I couldn't find any real information um, on the internet. It was like everything was shaped up and beautified, and it mm. was what I was experiencing during my chemo treatment. Yes. And I wanted people to see the real thing. And I think, you know, after. I've gone through my journey, you know, being, you know, a firewalking truck instructor and working with mental health. Mm. very to me to show people sort of the real me. So what am I going to do? What is the really like? What is, you know, you know experiencing radiation um, Makes me feel like and look yeah. like? And I want people to see the real thing from their system perception,
0: uh, you know, not just hear a voice and no. read a message. The, the whole truth, and and accurately so, no, nothing, you know, misty or beautified about it, the, just the plain truth. I really do think more people need to know that. Thank you, yes, I uh, agree, Letitia, I am incredibly grateful to you. I just want to ask you, um, in, in ending, how are you feeling now? Are you feeling okay? How is your pain level? Are you are you coping? I am. Um, it is getting better.
1: I have not been my best self the last two weeks, um, but I am getting better. Um, you know, my brain sometimes is a bit easy and... <laughs> Um, there's a lot of things I still can't do for myself, you know, a lot mm. uh, movement in my right arm so I can learn to do anything on my left.
2: Ugh.
1: And, you know, sometimes it gets frustrating, you know, not being able to do simple things like, you know, just getting up and, and walking, mm. you know, or picking something up. Yes. But um, I am getting better, and I believe, you know, if one person... I've done it, and others can do it as well. Mm. So I'm just taking moment for moment and trying to stay
0: strong. That's the spirit, absolutely, moment for moment. Letitia, thank you so much. You are a blessing, and um, I wish you all the happiness in the world. Thank you for chatting to me.
1: Thank you so much, Riva. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you so much to Letitia for sharing her very incredibly moving story. Uh, Wow, I'm speechless. Thank you for listening. Please remember to tune in next time.